In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew. John, pull up your Google because I'm ambushing you. You're ambushing me? Uh, is that good or bad, Drew? I think it's great okay. because we're right, going to cool. redraft. We're doing a redraft, baby. Oh, yes. All right, let's go. Let's we're do going it. back to 2004, and we are re-picking for the Houston Texans. Okay. It's going to be a fun time. So 2004. Yep. If you don't remember 2004, that was Eli Manning at the top. Yeah. Eli Manning, Phillip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger draft. And for your Texans, Wow. That was Dante, Dante Robinson. Yes. Yeah. So let's read the better first round draft picks, by the way. Yeah, he was a, he was a solid player for the Houston Texans. Did a good job. Played here for about five years, four or five years. Mm-hmm. He was picked 10th overall. And, um, you know, he he was probably your best corner in between mm-hmm. uh, in between Aaron Glenn and John and Joseph, I'd say, in franchise history. And it's not a long time, really, but that's who I'd go with. So he was your first play pick 10th overall. Didn't pick again until the fourth round, John. Mm-hmm. And wow. went with uh, went with a guy named actually you picked a, you picked a, I'm joking there. You went with Jason Babin again in the first round. Oh yeah, that's right. So you had two firsts. So and then, technically you didn't pick to the fourth round. <laughs> well, technically you did, but in essence you didn't. I yeah. get what you're saying. So you had a pair of ones, a four, three sixes, oh, and three sevens. I mean, just a weird yeah. Top heavy and bottom heavy draft and no middle class whatsoever. You had a fourth and that's it. So we're gonna repick. Okay. Now, Texans, like we said, they went with Dante Robinson, had a solid career. He left in two thousand ten for um, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You know, there was the whole brouhaha with him getting franchise tagged in two thousand nine. Yeah. Had pay me Rick on his cleats, which yes. I didn't realize it was on his cleats until after that game. But <laughs> Yeah. That that 2004 draft, the top 10 picks, there were seven of the top 10. They wanted to make it a Pro Bowl. It's yeah. pretty good. It's pretty good. So at 11, you had Ben Roethlisberger. Yep. And there were other pretty good picks in there. So do we want to go with Ben Roethlisberger there at the 10th pick instead of Dante Robinson? I think I'm going to because David Carr, we know what David Carr is, but it was tough to make that. It would have been impossible to sell that pick mm-hmm. at the time to go with Ben Roethlisberger when you had a, a third year quarterback. Yeah, and you had just taken you had just taken David Carr in 2002. You you're giving up on him after 2 years. It was a new franchise. It just that that probably would have been a wrong, the wrong thing to do. Now, the other aspect with Ben and I believe he had issues once he got to the league. I don't think he had any issues that I remember at Miami of Ohio that I can remember. But I do know there were questions about him off the field from that perspective, whether it's maturity or whatever the case might be. So I think for two reasons, it probably, even looking back, would not have been a tremendous fit. Right. So I think it would have been tough. Now, using hindsight as our guide. You got to go with it. You go with it. I mean, you have to. You have to. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you set yourself up. Now, when we redrafted in two, now here's the question. Redrafting in 2005, knowing how things worked out in you our redraft in 2005, we got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. At that point, I probably hmm. – it's an interesting thought here. Because you could wait. You could you say, let's go with Jonathan Vilma. Right. And he's. I mean, he, he'll be great for you. And you'd put Vilma 
a couple of years later, you'd put Vilma next to D'Amico Ryans. But the question becomes, if you have Vilma, do you feel like you have to go get Ryans because you have Vilma? Uh, I, the thing about Vilma and Ryans, having both would have been tremendous. You would have had captaincy oozing out of your ears mm-hmm. because that was Vilma and Ryans were kind of wired the same way. Yep. Very much the same way and played the game the same way. They were very Leaders, similar man. from that Leaders. perspective. Quarterbacks of the defense. Found the ball, smart, could run. They had all of that. So in 04, my backers are still pretty good. So I think in hindsight, true hindsight, you'd take Ben. And it'd be tough to take Vince Wilfork, who went 21st, because you had two pretty good interior yeah. guys in Gary Walker, Seth Payne. So that would have been a tough sell. Yeah, that would that would have been tough. Now, here's one. And now keep in mind, 2004, you also, when you look at the players that were drafted, the, the guys that turned into, you know, pretty good players in this draft, 2004 was not a time in which you turned away from running backs in the first round. We've kind of moved more towards that. Like running backs are just kind of not as valued as they, right. they were. Uh Steven Jackson was taken at number 20, pick number 24. That's a little bit down the road. But Steven Jackson was a horse. You talk about get on his back and ride. My goodness. He was that kind of back for the St. Louis Rams, not the L.A. Rams. Steven Jackson was an absolute dude. So if you felt like, okay, we can't pull the trigger on Roethlisberger. So but you had Dominic Davis. Yeah, exactly. And that's the other problem. You, you did. You had Dominic Davis, too. So that's what makes all this kind of tricky in some sense with the, the players that are on the board at this time because you're pretty good at linebacker. You just drafted a quarterback two years prior, and you really didn't see sort of the, the breakdown yet. Hey, well, he would wind up in 2004. That, the fall, that was his best year. That was his best year. He, they went 7-9. and nine. They had a chance in December to go right. 500. Which means that 2005, probably not taking Aaron Rodgers either. But because we're doing this in true hindsight, we probably take Ben Roethlisberger and, and okay. We're All good. right, we'll so we're going ben. with Ben Roethlisberger. We'll get ben, ben and the beard. Now, now we, we're going to stick with the trade. We're going to honor the okay, board we're gonna, because honor, we're, we're going to trade up. Okay. And the, the Texans wanted some pass rush help, and they thought mm-hmm. they were getting it out of Western Michigan's Jason Babin. Yeah. Didn't wind, out working out, wind, out, work, wind up working out. Right. He had some good years later in his career. Mm-hmm. Tennessee played pretty well there. So we've moved up. We're not taking Babin. You go with an offensive tackle and Chris Snee, pretty darn good player. Played guard with the Giants, very, very good. Chris, Tom Coughlin's son-in-law, had mm-hmm. a great career. Yep. You could um, you could do Julius Jones, do some things, running back for the Cowboys yeah, earlier. Yeah, very good, yeah. But you know what? I want a difference maker, and I want a difference maker at a spot that this franchise has been deficient in for a long, long time, and I think it's only changed until recently. And I saw a guy who, he was kind of like a Comet, played great for a few years, but he sort of burnt out. But you know what? I'm still going to use a second on him because a guy wound up becoming a defensive player of the entire league. So give me Bob Sanders out of Iowa, a strong safety. He went 44th overall. He was in the second round to the Colts. So let's weaken a division rival, and let's strengthen our defense. Let's get Bob Sanders. You cool with that? Damon Sanders. I have one of my favorite documentaries of all time is a, documentary called the last game and it followed mike Pettin's dad mike Pettin, who's a defense coordinator for the packers and he was a coach at a school called cb west and actually mike Pettin jr was at a school called penn hills uh north penn sorry 
and they were one and two in the state. They were father and son. They were one and two in the state. And it's just phenomenal documentary. And CB West, Mike Pettin Sr.'s team, is going for a 45-0 record. And in the final, in, in the last game, championship game, they play Erie Cathedral Prep, led by Ed Hankel, wide receiver who went to Iowa, and a running back by the name of Damone Sanders, Bob Sanders. And he's phenomenal as a running back. And early in that game, when he's playing safety, he knocks out the star running back for CB West. Mm-hmm. And so CB West ends up winning the game on a blocked punt with two minutes left in the game. Phenomenal story. But Bob Sanders, I remember watching that, and I'm like, he was tiny. I don't think people understand. He five foot eight, was 206 pounds. He was, he was short. Now, he was stocky, and he could deliver. Now, timeout. He was fearless. Timeout. So he, you just mentioned how small he was. I gave you the dimensions. Mm-hmm. So you combine that with his nicknames, which were the Hitman yep. and the Eraser, mm-hmm. and that's from Tony Dungy because Bob Sanders tended to erase the mistakes yeah, of his teammates. When you combine Hitman with a small stature, usually going to be a recipe for a short window of success. Yeah. So he played in, in uh, he played more than six games in a season only twice, yeah. 05 and 07. But darn it, when he played, man, he was good. Yeah, I, I'm with you with, uh, with Sanders. That's the way I would have gone. That would have been choice. That would have been 1A. 1B would have been a guy that is still kicking around the league somehow. Because well, at that point, remember, in 02 or 03, I can't remember, the Texans drafted Benny Joppru. Yeah. But they couldn't get him on the field. He just couldn't He couldn't get healthy. And I think David Carr would have loved to have had a really good athletic tight end like Ben Watson was yeah, the last pick of one. the first round. That would have been a guy to consider at 27. However, having played safety, having thought Bob Sanders hung the moon, even though he was playing for the Colts, I'm absolutely in a thousand percent agreement with you that Bob Sanders would be the pick right there. Well, that's true. You're making me, but you're Ben making Watson, me rethink. Yeah, Ben Watson's a good one. But no, I'm with you, Drew. I think okay. I, no, you're right. You're right. Well, Sanders is the pick. I I won't fight you on this. I just feel like you had some pretty good options at 27 to go with Benjamin Watson or the tight end who ended up going to the Patriots, and who's still kicking around. I, I can't remember if he's fully retired. I know he retired, but then he came back. Yeah. So I still think he's around. But Bob Sanders, to me, that, that was one of my favorite players to watch in all of college football. And once he got the NFL, I know he played for the Colts. But and maybe we'll load manage him differently and he'll play more. Yeah, maybe so. Hey, so you've gotten, load management, I like it. End of the first round, you've gotten Roethlisberger and Bob Sanders. Those are pretty two build, good building blocks. Yep. Originally, you went with a corner and a defensive end slash pass rusher. Yeah. And then in the fourth, the Texans didn't have a, didn't have a pick until the fourth. So yeah. there's no second, no third. They wound up taking a safety named Glenn Earl. Mm-hmm. Now, since you've already taken your safety and you didn't take pass rush, let's flip-flop things. So in the fourth, I know exactly what let's you're go doing. with a guy who can do. He can do a thing or two, right? And he's funny, and his name is Jared Allen. Yeah. So he's going to be on your team. He's not going to wreck uh, your quarterback's knee with the, with the uh, Vikings <laughs> in 2008. Yeah. He's a good player, man. He wound yeah. up with what? Uh, might be in the Hall of Fame. There's a chance he's in the Hall of Fame someday. Yeah, he's Five-time Pro Bowler, four-time first-team All-Pro. Twice in a season, he led the uh, the, league, the NFL in sacks. He came out of Idaho State, which, you know, you're not going to get get the looks and get the notoriety of some people when you come out of there. That's why he was probably a fourth-rounder because of yeah. where he played. But, golly, from 07 through 13, he had double-digit sacks. And he didn't just have 10 sacks. He had... 15 and a half, 
14 and a half, 14 and a half, 11, 22 and 11 with mm-hmm. Minnesota, 12 the next year, 11 and a half. He had 136 sacks in his career. I'll take that. You'll take that, John. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Jared Allen, slam dunk, Easy. next pick. Let's go. All right, so the next pick wasn't until the sixth round, John. So you had Jared <laughs> Allen. I mean, you get that's weird. Like, Weird draft. The Jared Allen, that's the pick of the draft right now. Yeah, of course. I mean, you you, the, you got Jared Allen, a future Hall of Famer, potentially in the fourth round. Can't do better than that. So then you go back to the well, or the Texans went back to the well in the sixth round, 170th overall. They took a guy named Vontez Duff out of Notre Dame. Yeah. And he was a local kid. I think Copper's Cove, right? They went to the uh, Notre Dame well uh, in this draft. Yeah. So instead of that, instead of Vontez Duff, Let's get some offensive line help, okay. and let's get a guy named Jason Peters. Yes. Cool what, with that? What, undrafted. Yeah. So let's just slide him in there. I mean, you're in the sixth anyways. Sixth, seventh, those guys between undrafted and draft. I mean, it's kind of like not really a yeah, big difference. Yeah, I mean, at that point, it just becomes sort of personal preference. If you have a guy that, you know, has some versatility, you know, maybe he gets drafted versus a guy that doesn't, you know. Here was, here was the issue with Peters, that people forget about Peters because they've seen him as a left tackle. Nine-time Pro Bowler, by the way. Right. Six-time six on All-Pro first or second team. At left tackle. At left tackle. But when he was at Arkansas, he was a 320-pound tight end. Yeah. He didn't play tackle. And so there was some thought about, like, he isn't playing tight end. Can he transition to tackle? And so teams sort of soured on him, and that was a mistake because he came into the league and he he's going to be a Hall of Famer. He should be a Hall of Famer. He yeah. should be an undrafted guy who goes into the Hall of Fame because he was. In fact, we might have a few of them that we're about to hit. Oh, here in a you know bit. we are, man. Yeah, we're you gonna we're gonna hit it. a few of them. But Jason Peters is a slam dunk. You could actually convince me. You could actually convince me, Drew. You know what? It, at number twenty-seven, because we can't totally like Bob Sanders, very very good. Ben Watson, very, very good. Hey, we're going we're gonna to take Jason Peters at 27. I would have said to you, okay, sure, sure, absolutely, sure. I'll do it. But I'll take, I'll take, knowing that Jason Peters is still on the board, according to what the board says here, right. we'll take him in the sixth round and be very, very happy with that. Yeah. So instead of Duff, you've erased that with the Hall of Famer and Jason Peters. So then the Texans went. <laughs> I love our eraser, man. To, to Jamal Lord. We took, we took a guy nicknamed the eraser, and right. then we erased um, a couple mistakes, and we're going to keep erasing mistakes because you had Vontez Duff taken then in the sixth, then a few picks later, you took Jamal Lord, a running back who played quarterback, quarterback. in Nebraska, yeah. never really did much here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, how about a guy who did a hell of a lot in college? Mm-hmm. When he left college, nobody had ever returned more punts for a touchdown than this guy. Yes. But you know what? He wasn't just a punt returner. Right. He'd also run down on special teams and make tackles. But you know what? John, he was not just a special teamer. He also could throw a pass or two. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't a quarterback, John. Right. No. He could take an end around and run run like the wind. Right. But he wasn't a running back. He was a receiver. Right. And he caught pass after pass after pass. And he did so out on the uh, plains of West Texas at Texas Tech. Mike Leach continuously said, every time I stand next to him, I'm amazed at how small he is. Wes Welker is the pick. Yeah. A guy who, I guess there were 26, 27 slots in his uh, freshman recruiting class when he went into Texas Tech. They had 26 picks, 
or 26 uh, slots and on recruit like signing day somebody pulled out and so there was an extra slot and Mike Leach didn't know you know, didn't have a, a guy to fill it and so they invited Wes Welker to come visit he had ripped up everything in high school I mean, he'd, he'd been amazing in high school he'd even kicked in high school mm-hmm. and um, Tommy McVeigh who had connections back in uh, in Oklahoma he was working on the staff at Texas Tech he said Mike let's just bring this kid out here if nothing else he can kick for us right came toward He's a hell of a soccer player hell of a soccer player they decided uh, they, they reluctantly signed him and later that spring Wes Welker comes on the field goes through drills, and after the first practice, Cliff Kingsbury goes up to Mike Leach and says, that guy Welker is the best player on the entire field right now. <laughs> and Wes Welker never kicked yep. once at Texas Tech. That's amazing. He, he's an amazing story. He came into the league. He's one of the greatest slot receivers the league has ever seen. That position really became in vogue with him have you noticed, for the most part. Have you noticed that so many teams try to draft slot receivers right. each year and they think this could be the next Wes Welker? Right. And it never, ever, ha- it never happened. It's happened one time. Yeah. It's happened one time with the guy that might be the greatest slot receiver. Ironically, it's the team that really cultivated Welker, and that was with the Patriots since Julian Edelman. Yep. So Welker and Edelman kind of tied in that particular way because they were so incredibly good with Brady playing in the slot. And Wes has translated that into a career after football, coaching wide receivers out with the 49ers was yeah. here for a couple of years. And it was really fun to be around and hear stories from him. And we really enjoyed his, the time here. But that's a slam dunk. I mean, we, the last two picks with Jason Peters and Wes Welker, both of them potentially going to the Hall of Fame, fantastic. I'll take it all day. So you'll take Wes Welker with uh, Andre Johnson, huh? Uh, yeah, that'll that's work. Gonna, that's going to mess with – that's going to mess with teams, man. That's really – Are you kidding me? David really Carr might stick around. Fun. We may not have to draft Aaron Rodgers in 2005. I know. I know. We but you've got Roethlisberger. That. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Okay, so – Roethlisberger – with Andre Johnson and Wes Welker. Fun to think about. All right. Now it's there's going to be some debate, which I welcome. And, and okay. I'll, I'll listen. I, I'd, I'd like your help here. Okay. Because right. you're still picking in the sixth round. Yeah. We're not done in the sixth. The Texans had three of them. So instead of Charlie Anderson. Ooh. Ole Miss. Yeah. Charlie yeah. Anderson was a linebacker out of Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. How about we go with a guy who was here this year for a cup of coffee. Yep. Want to go with a safety? Mike Adams? Yeah, coached by uh, our buddy Casey Keeler at uh, Delaware, now Casey at Sam Houston State. Uh, it was pretty cool to see Casey um, here for one of the games, and he was like, yeah, I caught up with one of my former players. Mike Adams <laughs> was like, oh, man, that's really, that's really cool. That is awesome. You know, because he, he coached them at Delaware when they won a championship, and he was coming off of a championship season at Delaware. Uh, Mike Adams was a heck of a football player, and you take Mike Adams and you put him next to Bob Sanders, and you're set at safety as long as Sanders can stay healthy for the next decade. Yeah. As long as Sanders can stay healthy. And maybe here in warm weather playing indoors. Okay, well, he played indoors up in Indy, so that doesn't really help, but I don't know. <laughs> but either way, Sanders and Adams together. Pretty good, man. Would have been very, very fun to watch. Adams played in a few pro You can move Marcus career. Coleman out the corner, let Marcus play corner full time, and then these two guys step in. Your, second, your secondary at that point is Marcus Coleman and Aaron Glenn at the corners. And Adams and Bob, Bob Sanders. Sanders at safety. I like that. I like that's a really strong wow. secondary right wow, there. Wow, wow, wow. All right, Raheem Orr, moving on to the seventh round. You have three seventh rounders. Raheem Orr was the pick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Raheem Orr, no disrespect. I think we can do a little bit better. And I think we're going to go back to the undrafted well. Okay. Let's go with Tyson Claybo. Played here for a little bit, yeah. Played here. You know, he kind of had a – he played for a camp. 
He's a uh, he's kind of an above average offensive lineman. Had a, had a long career. Let's get him. Let's get him and add him to the mix. That'll that'll raise the uh, raise the the kind of level of competition. Played from basically 04 through 13. Made a Pro Bowl in 2010. He's going to help make your offensive line a little bit better. I like it. There's one other pick I would have made, but we got two other picks in this round. That I think maybe you, um, one of these yeah. players will end up with. So now, Claybo offensive line was a sore spot for the Texans early. Yes, they were. They were had some young players up there at the time. Chester Pitts, young player, but was playing a lot of football. You know, Steve McKinney still had some good football in him, but that would have that would have helped them up front. With, Tyson Claybo. with Claybo and Peters, you've really yeah Claybo Peters. Pitts and McKinney, you got a good line. Now you're starting to put something together. You can yep. really do some damage there. Okay, so after that, you took a guy who I really loved watching in college. Yeah. Those Longhorn teams in the early 2000s. You had Sloan Thomas was the guy that the Texans picked, along with, uh, who was B.J.? It was uh, B.J. Oh, gosh. B.J. Thomas? No, Sloan, Sloan Thomas, Thomas, B.J. something or other. B.J. Johnson. B.J. Johnson and Roy Williams. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. were fun to watch. Texans took Sloan Thomas. He didn't really work out here. No. But let's keep beefing up the offensive line. The Packers at 251 in the seventh round took a guard out of Tennessee named Scott Wells. And Scott Wells, yeah, he played seven years with the Packers, won a Super Bowl ring, finished up his career for three years with the Rams, went to a Pro Bowl, started 135 games in his career, and he was pretty solid. Let's add him, beef up that interior offensive line. Now you're kind of set with Wells, with Pitts, Claybo. Peters, McKinney, or did you want to go somebody else? No, okay. I think that's good. We've got one more pick, right? Yes, we do. Or two. Well, we got we one. got one more. We got one, one more, more seventh rounder. And I think if this, if we don't draft this particular player, then I might say, hmm, okay. The other thought would have been because are as, you saying are you saying instead of well, Wells? Well, no. Well, yeah, instead of Wells. Yeah. Instead of Wells, I might. I might have thought about helping on the defensive side of the ball. Tommy Kelly was a space eater for yeah, the Yeah, he Raiders. played a long time, too. He did play for a while out of Mississippi State. Just a humongous. He would have been perfect in 3-4. I three, thought four. about him. Thought he would have been perfect in 3-4 because he would have played right over the nose, uh, and you would have had you would have had some good help on defense. We've added Bob Sanders. We added uh, Mike Adams. A guy like Tommy Kelly getting big on the inside. Now, you got to keep in mind, and I've got to keep in mind, okay, who did – who did the Texans have to beat? The Texans had to beat the Colts. And, yes, stopping Peyton Manning was a big deal. But Edron was a big part of that offense, too. So stopping the run, taking the running game completely out. And the Colts were never really big up front. So Tommy Kelly, a big nose against Jeff Saturday. I would have taken that. So I would consider Tommy Kelly. But. I know you're going to put defensive resources in 05 and a couple of years after that, so I'm okay going with Scott Wells because I know who we want to pick on this final pick. Well, and as much as I want to stop the Colts, I got to I got to keep everybody, got to score. I, and I got to keep everybody else off of my quarterback. That's true. I don't want him on the bat. No, you're on, right. on his back. You're right. Um, now the seventh. This hurts me to do this one because at 248 overall in the seventh round, the Texans took B.J. Simmons, quarterback out of Texas Tech. I love this guy. Yeah, he's, Simmons he's, was awesome. He's awesome. I interacted with him on Twitter. Uh, Played with the ACL tear I mean, Texas that, and Tech. I and still throw five that. grand. God, he's, I don't think anybody's ever thrown for more in a season in college history than him. Have has they? Have they? Uh, uh, Burrow may have gotten close just because of the number of games he played. I'll, I'll look it up. B.J. lit it up. And like you just said, 
he was an absolute warrior because he was doing it on one one knee. Yeah. Texans take him. Didn't work out here. I love BJ. But you're correct. BJ Simmons, five thousand eight hundred thirty-three yards. Joe Burrow threw for five. 5,671. Burroughs tied for third with Case Keenum. Number two, Graham Harrell. Yeah. 5,705. So, yeah, Simmons, and Simmons did it in. Simmons did it with one year. He didn't He didn't play a lot of years. He well, he watched, did it in one year, but how many how many games did he do it in? It was they probably played, 12. They played the bowl, bowl, bowl game, yeah. They were I think good. it was 12. He, he outdueled, I believe, Manning and Rivers that season. Didn't they play them both? May have. At NC State. He played 13 games. He had 52. T- yeah, think about that. 52 <laughs> he had, touchdowns. He had 52 touchdowns yeah. and 22 interceptions. Yeah. <laughs> That's He's amazing. He's around the yard, he man. He threw it 719 times. He was awesome. It was incredible. But, but we're not taking him. Because you got the quarterback. You already got your quarterback in Roethlisberger. So you always need a co-pilot, man. Mm-hmm. You always need somebody that's going to dress up like Santa Claus on a Friday practice in December yep. and kind of keep things loose. You need somebody that when Conduit. the plane takes off after Conduit. a nice road win and uh, you need to keep keep having fun. You need somebody that gets on the PA and, and says some funny things. And then on top of all that, you need a hammer for your running back, for your Dominic Davis, for your eventually your Arian Foster. You need a good fullback every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Monte Leach, Texans ambassador, Texans legend, and he is our seventh pick, or seventh round pick, our final seventh round pick at 248 overall. Had played at East Carolina, and he was a fullback, but I think he played a little linebacker, didn't he? He might have. He yeah. might have. I don't, I don't remember exactly, but I do remember when he came into the league, he was the quintessential hammer. Mm-hmm. Hammer. And, and that was... It was interesting because, especially as Gary got here running that zone system, you'd think, well, you know, the zone system, you know, Trout Davis, very rarely, he didn't have a, he didn't have a full, he had Howard Griffith, but Howard was not really a, a lead back. I mean, he was just a, he was not a, he, I should say, he was a good fullback, but he wasn't a hammer. I mean, he did a lot with position blocking and things. But when you think about zone blocking scheme, you think Gary and Foster are running with a fullback. But when you ran lead zone with, with Vontae where he could pick up any trash and then let Arian make his cuts off of that. Vontae helped, helped Arian take his game to a different level. And then Leach eventually got to the beach. Mm-hmm. That was the phrase to get Vontae to the Pro Bowl. Vontae Leach to the beach. And Went he got three there. of them. And he was a phenomenal player. He ended up getting a ring with the Baltimore Ravens, which stings a little bit, but he was one heck of a player, one heck of a personality, and one heck of a fit for this organization. Did you know that Aaron Rodgers – First completion went to Vontae Leach because Vontae started uh, his career with the Packers. Yep. He was an undrafted free agent, but 04, 05, 06, he was with the Packers. And in 05, on October 9th, he caught Aaron Rodgers' first completion. How about that? All right, so let's recap. You got a quarterback in Roethlisberger who's going to be in the Hall of Fame someday. You got also in the first round Bob Sanders, a safety who would win the 2007 Defensive Player of the Year Award. You pick up one of the greatest pass rushers of the century in Jared Allen mm-hmm. in the fourth because you didn't have a second. You didn't have a third. And then you get Jason Peters, a left tackle, in the sixth. You also pick up Wes Welker in the sixth. You get a good safety at Mike Adams, two-time pro bowler, still playing in the sixth. And then you have three sevenths, Tyson Claybo and Scott Wells, a tackle and a center. And Vontae Leach, a fullback. So you've beefed up your offensive line. you got three starters there. One of them was a pro bowler. 
You've got a weapon on offense in Wes Welker. You got a fullback on offense in Vontae Leach. And then you've got two game changers on defense in Sanders and Peters and a really darn good above average safety in Mike Adams. That's pretty darn good. I like that. We did very, very well with because, that draft. Because that was a draft that we uh, did after, very well. I mean, after Dante Robinson really won two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight picks that really didn't amount to a whole lot. I mean, I think you've done a lot better. We right? destroyed it. This has been an In the Lab. John, I love these In the Labs. These are the most fun ones. And uh, we'll talk about some other fun stuff next week. That work for you? That works for me, man. Thank you. All right. <laughs>